James Bond. Charming, sophisticated secret agent. <laughs> Shaken, but not disturbed. <laughs> Gracias, Corita. I'll see you in Miami. No, you won't. Dude, he gets her name <laughs> wrong, too. <laughs> That's not her name. as a, a first-ever Nintendo arcade game. Uh, people are enjoying everything except times are dark when it comes to James Bond movies. Here we are. We're at the Roger Moore classic, and I use classic in air quotes, Octopussy, Shaken Knots Third Definitive James Bond Movie Podcast. Four idiots totally unqualified to be here. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Instagram, wherever else you may find podcasts or social media. Um, thanks for thanks for coming on back. And if you've stuck with us this long, we're, we're hoping you're going to stick it out through these really dark, dismal times. Uh, gentlemen, what's happening? Guys, what's up? Getting through the Roger Moore doldrums here. Just churning them out one by one. One bad film after another. Yeah, all is fine. Uh, trying to find the positives of each movie and focus on that. Focus on the good times. No, shut up. There's no good times. This movie sucks. This movie stinks. The next movie stinks. I mean, we were talking about it in the pre-show. Trey was so excited to get past it that he actually skipped over the entire Timothy Dalton era. He's like, "Hey, let's re-record. Let's get let's get through View to a Kill, and we'll get straight to Goldeneye." It has completely ignored the fact that Timothy Dalton ever played the role. That's how bad and bleak it is, ladies and gentlemen. I I think it's more or less. I'm just excited for Goldeneye. Like I can't wait for us to talk about Goldeneye. Not (laughs) so much of like. No, I like Timothy Dalton. I don't. I don't hate him. I'm just more excited for Goldeneye. But I can tell you what, I know that Mike is from like New York or New Jersey. By the way, he said Mario. I say Mario. Mario? Yeah. Oh, y'all, all three of y'all are going to say Mario. I'm from Texas. I'll say Mario. Yeah, yeah you just said y'all too. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're a hick. You talk with marbles in your mouth. That's, that's why you pronounce it that way. Hey, hey, I've gotten some compliments already on my uh, accent. Yeah, since, sure. Since you know, it, it, was, it, it was nice to see your mom commented on our Instagram page. <laughs> Dang it, busted. I'm so busted. Damn. Come on, mom. Be better. Throwing daggers. Because <laughs> there's really not much else going on. We might as well just bullshit for the next hour and 15 minutes. Basically, just say this movie stinks, move on, and just get to it. <laughs> now there's some juicy parts we can talk about. 13th movie in the series now? This is number thir- unlucky number 13 was Octopussy, if I remember correctly. Is it 13 already? Yeah, I think it is 13. Yeah, 13. Sheesh, man. Man, I got that right. Is this considered like an Easter movie? Because we have like an Easter egg? Are there any Easter eggs in the movie? (laughs) No. That's a reach? No. No, that's that's a reach. (laughs) All right. I don't know. There's an Easter egg hunt pretty much in it. That's why I just, I don't know. 
I'm reaching I mean, for it. For considering of almost all the movies that were out, we're almost at the halfway point. Is that where we are? Like halfway through this movie will technically be the halfway point? More than right. halfway. Wow. I can't believe we've been able to tolerate one another this long. I yeah. guess the drink I guess I guess the drinking helps. Uh what are you guys drinking, by the way? I'm drinking a little Bolero snort right now. A little Ooh, local Jersey beer. I got uh, Crawford Bach straight out of Houston, Texas. I just have a margarita. <laughs> I'll have a margarita. <laughs> That's fantastic. I don't. I don't even have a response for that. That's just fantastic. Listen, <laughs> soup has like these one-liners that don't just zing, and I love just it. Throw them out there. I love hey, it. I saw the Rock had a tequila, and I had to try it. He also is getting compliments on his accent. So Trey, you're not the only one. What the, oh yeah. What's the Rock's tequila? I've been. Uh, I've been favoring George Clooney's, and it's really good. It's very comparable. George Clooney's is my favorite tequila right behind me, and this is very comparable. Terry Mana. I mean, right, right behind you is a photo of Q and all the ladies from Octopus's <laughs> Lair. I don't see anything about The Rock. I don't see any tequila. For, for those that don't know, we actually There's record no this There's no time on, for that. Oh, yeah, maybe we later. We don't record that. We record this on Zoom, so every once in a while there's a funny background that has something to do with you know this episode. Mine has the Roger Moore cross-eyed as he's sliding down the banister, hoping to not hit the Fabergé into his own eggs during a fight scene at the end. Supel now has taken his down. Now has some tequila. Tequila. <laughs> I guess we've put this off long, long enough. Get movie into number thirteen. Let's yeah, get movie, to it. The plot. Moving up. Movie number thirteen. Um, we have we have John Glenn back as the uh, as the director. Um, new writer in the mix, George McDonald, Frazier, um, Richard Maybaum still hanging around. You know, I guess we'll blame we guess we'll blame Richie Maybaum here for this being not as good. Where well, you want to start here? You want to start with the plot? You want to start with the, the performance? You want to go villain? You want to go gals? You want, you want to go hot, low, low notes, high notes? Let's start Get with off the plot. The start. start with the plot. We have all the time in the world. If only. Listen, guys, I as much as I don't like the movie, I kind of dig the plot. Same. I don't hate the plot. Height of 80s opulence, faux masculinity, chauvinism at its finest. Camille Khan's got the ladies, the, the, the ladies taking them around on, on these rowboats. Russian warmongers. And it's not until, I don't know, an hour and a half into this movie that we actually figure out that there's actually a plot to the movie. I don't hate the idea of setting a nuke off at an American base, killing a whole bunch of Americans in an attempt to, to allow this Russian war-mongering general to take his tank divisions over the border. But it's very convoluted, and I thought it was a little stuffed. Well, Mike, you're missing, you're missing the big part of the start. I mean, the selling of those, those fraudulent uh, Fabergé eggs. Oh, sure. I think, I think the, you know, the idea is you think that's what the scheme is here, and then there's a plot twist with Orlov trying to you know, just be a crazy Russian and take over all of Europe and invade his tanks all the way through yeah. and have his own scheme going on here. But I think, you know, the, the minor plot point there, and you get the whole scene where Bond is, is bidding on the Fabergé egg and he switches out the, the fake for the real and pockets the real one and lets, uh, lets a fake one get sold. And just kind of, you see that whole thing develop and you're like, okay, well, they're trying to make some money off these, you know, Russian jewels, essentially. Yeah, until, you know, ju- until, until jewel- jewelry heist. Home. Jewelry heist turns into world domination. Yeah, so you get a little bit of a plot twist. Yeah, a wild Easter egg hunt, if you will. They're not Easter eggs. They're Fabergé eggs. Fabergé, but I'm going to throw it in that's Easter egg. But we go to India, guys. We go to Station I. Yeah, like we haven't gone anywhere like this before. Very unique locations and plot, honestly. It's not our first trip to the South Asian continent, but... 
it was our first trip to India. We've been in Taiwan. We've been in, uh, you know, Vietnam. We've been been in some of the uh, the South Asian island archipelagos, you know. But you know, we're we're in India, man. This is some some wild stuff here. Listen, this is this is not the uh, the first time that Faberge eggs were. Actually, it might have been the first time, but certainly replicated in in uh, future films where yeah. Faberge eggs are being being stolen here. Yeah, our friend who makes all that tequila, George Clooney. Yeah, yeah, that guy. What was, uh, <laughs> what was it? Ocean's Twelve when they were trying to trying to steal that Faberge egg? Yeah, or was Ocean's it, Twelve, 12 or the, thirteen. Uh, Twelve. Twelve. It's the face off with the night fox, dude. Yes, the with, night uh, fox. With yep. Julia Roberts and a Bruce Willis uh, get caught. You're right. Probably, that's probably one of the worst scenes in cinema history. Dancing over the lasers to steal it, right? With Catherine Zeta, <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones, another friend of uh, the franchise. Another friend, another friend of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It was so bad dancing over with the God. lasers. Yep, yep. Just but to steal I'll, an I'll Easter take, egg tray, dude. I'll take I'll take the dancing over the lasers over the fact that they made Julia Roberts play a pregnant Julia Roberts as Julia Roberts with Bruce Willis. Listen, like, we'll cover Ocean's 12 terrible. in another podcast. Another episode yeah, of this take, podcast, we'll yeah, cover we'll to, Ocean's 12. I, but, actually, you know what? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going on the record. We will not get to that one, okay? We will. Going, we will. We're not, we will get to that one. Yeah, because I want to um, do Ocean's 11. Uh, anyway, uh, the original or the uh, Sinatra version? Both. Original. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's get let's, let's, <laughs> but, let's get let's get the wheels but, back on the bus here. Uh, yeah, back back to plot here. I'm a six on this plot. There's some elements here that really could be pretty decent, but I don't know. Not really executed great for me. Left a lot to be desired. Six Mike, yeah. I'm I'm close to you here. I'm at a six point five. I thought decent plot. Nothing earth shattering. A little different than what we've seen in the past, and a little bit of a twist in it. So 6.5 for me. Yeah, I was at a 5.0 on this one. You guys touch on everything. I did like the aspect of India, something new. We'll get to it with the car chases and the snake charmer, but not much other than that. Guys, we went 10 minutes without saying we'll get to it, and Soup just burned us. But Soup, I'm surprised you haven't changed your score yet either. <laughs> First score of the day, not changing it. <laughs> hey, I'm the notorious low scorer on this one. Okay, okay. I give it a 6.5 as well. Solid, man. For as bad as the movie is, it's a decent plot, and it's very unique to its own movie. So. Yeah, I, mean, look, I think the overarching theme here is it's there's execution issues, there's horrific gimmick issues, but the framework of this had a lot to be desired and then left a lot to be desired. Yeah, agreed, yeah. 100%. We get into another uh, shitty Roger Moore performance or what? Roger Moore is uh, ticking up there in the Anos. Roger Moore looks really, really fucking old in this movie. I weathered. Mean, he, he's weathered. Yeah, he, he is. You know, he is sandstone here. My man is beat. He is, is rough. Rough. Start, he's also starting to lose a little, uh, little speed off the fastball, too, if you ask me. Well, the delivery is not as good. The scene where Octopussy succumbs to his charm looks way more like a rape than anything we've seen from Roger Moore. I mean, that one's bad. He just forces his way into the room, grabs her. She's clearly fighting him off, and somehow Roger Moore's old balls kiss just swings her to, to him. I don't think so, man. Don't Not buying that one bit. Guys. Disgusting scene. He dresses as a fucking clown. Like, Bond is dressed as a fucking clown. Do we need to have the conversation go any longer than that? Uh. Listen, here, okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate, all right? 
<laughs> Sorry, I almost spit my deer out. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do my best to really put him in a positive light here. I scored him at a 6.5, and let me tell you why. He's not getting any younger. We we all know that. But the cast, like the, the two women that he sleeps with, they're over 30. Like, he's he's actually vibing with these girls, despite the one awkward scene where he grabs Octopussy by the mouth and, like, kisses her, and it's she's like, no, and then she's like, oh, okay. But do we have Magda's age? Do we know what, what she, she over 30? Is that what you're saying, Trey? The other yes. Magda yeah. is over 30. And so is Octopussy. I, I looked that up because they both look 40. If I'm going to be honest with you, they and both I'll, look I'll, older. I'll back and forth too. Cause like there are some scenes where Magda looks utterly stunning. And yeah. then there's just some where they did like the, not casting, but like the makeup, the outfits for her did her utterly no justice. No justice. I took some screenshots, actually, because I was actually going to talk about this. The scene where she's sitting there having dinner with Bond. I mean, she does. They're doing her no justice here. But when you get to the end, when they're in the big top and she's got, like, the silly little hat on, she looks great. You know, for some reason, she looks, like, you wouldn't think that she's got a silly circus hat on. Like, you wouldn't think that she looks wonderful, but she Circus hat covers the forehead. She looks stunning. Forehead's gross. But, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we'll, we'll talk about her. We'll get to it. Cast. We'll get to yeah. it. Get back let, to a Roger Morrow, the clown. Let, yeah, let me – so he looks at his worst with the clown suit. Because when I think of this movie, I think of Roger Moore in the clown suit. And I'm like, God, this is awful. Oh, have you um, not- Yeah, and I rewatched it again today. He wears this white smoking jacket when he plays backgammon or whatever it is with uh, Khan. Terrible game, he, by the way. Terrible. I, had no, I have no idea how to play it. Like, I, I glad, I'm glad that uh, Khan, like, explains it while they're playing understand what's happening but he looks fire in this white smoking jacket that he wears i don't hate it honestly he looks about good the, in the black tux when he has dinner at the at the monsoon palace too he looks cool yeah. in the old black well, he, tux. He's looking good um but going back to the clown suit can y'all picture another bond and that would wear fucking not they would have said no like honestly <laughs> he's the clown of the group man that's why He's the clown uh, of the group. Let's, let's enjoy the reveal, boys. I have the pleasure <laughs> in presenting to you Francisco de Ferle. We have uh, we've officially scraped the bottom of the barrel on that one. Yeah, it's it's bad. Listen, I'll I'll talk more on that in the conclusion, but for for conversation's sake on Bond's performance, I, I thought it was terrible. I yeah. gave it a four. Um, He's old. He's more of a laughing stock than he's ever been. I mean, the, scene, the scenes of him just trying to even move in the jungle are just abysmal. And oh, like, the, the Tarzan chant, too? Oh, like, my oh, that's God. Bond awesome. is not oh. going to be yelling and, like, giving up his spot in the jungle by uh, like, I, was gonna pro- I, I actually I, – I tagged that in the, uh, in the chase sequence, which I got that queued up for the chase sequence. But, yeah, that's brutal. And then there's also uh, the um, when they're in the company car chase sequence, and he, he pulls the you know the spike out of the thing of money, and he does this little like limp wristed backhand that throws the money, and it goes like 800 feet. I mean, it's it, you know he looks old, he looks frail, he needs Metamucil. Uh, osteo <laughs> osteo biflex is desperately needed. He's got osteoporosis, old ball. Shout out whatever Metamucil. You, Whatever, whatever you want to do here. I mean, it's it's rough, potential sponsor know? Metamucil. Yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's, I saw the clown outfit, and that was my reaction back there. <laughs> Listen, I scored him a four. I was a four point five. 
I was a 4.0 as well, but also got to remember the scene where he channeled his inner Joe Exotic and tamed that tiger. So, yeah, that made it from a three to a 4.0. We told the tiger to sit, and the tiger just sat. Yeah, ridiculous. He saw but a tiger, and tiger saw a man. He he also has some decent kills here, God, which we're we're gonna get to later. He had some like two I can think off the top of my head, like cold blooded kills Body that counts? we have that we haven't seen off the top of my head in Moonraker or. For your eyes only. That's why that's why I ranked him higher, I guess, in this movie compared to the past two. A, the cast isn't half his age, and B, he actually has some cold blooded kills. And C, he looks good doing it. Well, uh, this one mirrors what he's this one mirrors this mirrors for your eyes only pretty similarly. Bond with fifteen kills in this movie, as opposed to eighteen from your eyes only, fifty-eight total body counts in this movie by the way no clown oh. outfit in for your eyes only correct no 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 clown outfit tough tough one let's get to the villain let me start in this one because i don't know who the fuck the villain is which one I, do you want to talk about you want to talk I'm about a three, i'm a 3.0 i don't think there's any main bad guy bad gal they try to make octopusy be the villain in the very very beginning they try to allude to that First, Khan comes off as the bad guy, and then they show him subservient, and then he's working for the Russians. He's really nothing more than a middleman. I don't know if General Orlov is, is the bad guy here. I got nothing on this one from, from any type of clarity perspective. This category absolutely sucked. I should have given it a zero, but I'm a 3.0 on this one. I agree with you, Mike. It sucked. Bond villain, by far, out of every film that we have scored up until this point, I had Kamal Khan as, as the guy, as the main guy. General Orlov is definitely in there in the conversation. He's crazy. Absolutely absurd. Out of his mind, Russian. He doesn't add a whole lot to the score here. He doesn't take away a whole lot either. He just, he just exists in the villain realm. Mm-hmm. Kamal Khan is soft. He's weak. He doesn't, you know, like, he's not a threatening villain. I thought his whole shtick was kind of lame. I, I also scored it a three, Mike. I mean, I flagged, I flagged this scene, which before you guys jump in, I'm sorry I cut you off, but the opening intro to General Orlov is possibly some of the worst acting I have ever seen in a Bond movie. He just starts randomly accentuating words. Whore, who knows? He is all over the fucking place. It is atrocious. Dude, he's ready to put General it in a witch uh, General Gogol is presumptuous. He speaks for himself and others who cling to timid, outdated, and unrealistic policies. Must I remind you, the committee, of our overwhelming superiority over NATO forces before we give it away? This is like a first-time actor meets Christoph Waltz's character in Inglorious Bastards, meets the Bane dub. How about a bingo? I mean, it's <laughs> awful. Terrible. I don't, I don't think he's the villain, though. We, we, don't, we hardly I, see I, him. I don't know who the villain is in this movie. But, Trey, I, the only reason I would say he is the villain, to an extent, is because he has the, the ultimate grand plan. Come on, that's not Kamal Khan's plan. That's, that's General yeah. Ar- Arlo's plan. True, so but that, he's, that's why I'm scoring him into Bond villain and not henchman. Mm-hmm. But Kamal Khan is the main villain. Listen, let me tell you why he's a henchman. Kamal Khan ain't taking a helicopter to go to his palace. Kamal Khan's got a beautiful palace. Listen, Orlov, palace. The boss doesn't go to anyone. They the come people, to the boss. 
They come to the boss. First of all, Tony Danza is the boss. Don't did, yeah, who is the boss? It's Tony Danza. Just even in For Your Eyes Only, the Russian general shows up to pick up the transcriber because he shows up to, to, to the Greek sky fort in, in a helicopter. The Russian bosses just seem to show up places in, in the Roger Moore era. Love yeah. that Gogol and Orlov like, hate each other. Love it. Mm-hmm. Listen, Good interaction between the two of them. Orlov is a psychopath, but you have to be a crazy person like Khan if you're going to eat a sheep eye. Oh, absolutely disgusting. <laughs> he enjoyed it, too. You got to be totally enjoyed it. Absolutely fucked in the head. To just it might like... be a delicacy in India. I did not research that. But... I've had yeah. goat eye before. Gross. Reminds me of this. Again, you have to be a psychopath to enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, reminds, me of, reminds me of the scene in Temple of Doom where well, what, they're eating monkey brain, I think, and that was also in India. Yeah, monkey brains. Yeah, and another thing, Khan's out there bidding on this egg, and he's known to be like this seller, right? That's what they, that's what they say. You know, he's, a, he's a seller. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's, he's on all the Russian shit. How, how careless is he? He, spends out, he goes out to this auction, spends 500K on an Easter egg when he's like notable like Fabergé to be just like the seller. Yeah, whatever. But how <laughs> how like obvious is it that he's up to something? He could have gone he could have gone even higher than that. If Bond kept running it up, he would have went Yeah, higher. yeah, absolutely cuz he had to have it, right? He had to have it because and they like, needed to they needed to exchange it, but little did they know that Bond had already exchanged it for the fake one, so. How, and how easy was it for Bond to escape like his palace? Like for him just to kind of maneuver around. He's he's got guards that are sleeping. He had, a, he had a cool palace, but he did not have great lair, I would no, say. Like any other room. He, had, he had a cool palace, absolutely but not. did not yeah. have a, a super yeah. cool, cool lair. It didn't cool. make it any like villainous. Cool in theory, didn't really have a lot going on for it. Yep. Correct. I, guys, I gave him a three. I thought he stunk. Wow. That's... You guys are generous. I was 1.5. <laughs> Dang. Super changed about three, point, three minutes ago just to be the lowest one of all of them. <laughs> yeah. It's fake news. You can go back and check. Trey actually yeah. changed it. He he bumped it up to a three. There's one like there's one scene, guys. I, I brought this uh, brought this up in previous episodes. He wears Khan the Doctor Evil outfit that we see that Blowfield wears, that Doctor No wears. This is like a thing with Bond villains. They all have the same outfit. It's like this gray, you know, that little gray outfit with like the little. Maybe gray they go light. to the same tailor, Trey. I don't know. The gray bad guy Nehru jackets, right? Shop at the same villain department store. I don't know. Yeah, maybe exactly. the, the bad guy yeah, bad. the bad guy equivalent of Q. Yeah. They must they, they must shop on the other side of Seville Row in uh in London and Bond gets his suits on one side and they get their bad guy jackets on the other. He still stinks though. He can yeah. still wear the Doctor Evil. I don't want to talk stinks. about him anymore. Yeah. I think everyone made their points about Kamal Khan. And how yeah. terrible he is. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the, the Bond ladies. Ah, we have Moira Adams again. Guys, I'm, a, I'm high on her. I'm going to be honest with you. She hit all the points for me. She has her own, like, palace with all of these acrobatic women, I guess, for the circus that she owns. She's bougie as hell. She has a badass name. And she kicks ass, like, in the movie. Like, she, like, sword fights at one point. And she, like, throws a knife at somebody. The only knock I have against her, I give it an 8.1. She's an attractive woman. She's just not my type. Trey, I, I agree with you on most of those points you just made about Octopussy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this, though. My other knock against her is she couldn't see the deception coming with Khan and Orlov. She was totally blind to right. that. So, you know, she was playing into their whole jewelry selling through the circus type 
you know, scheme and couldn't see it from a mile away. So that, that was another knock on her, but I agree with yeah. you. Great own Island, badass character. Uh, love the actress. I think, I think she did yes. a great job acting. Um, I, I will agree with you that she's not my type, uh, yeah. but outside I, of, outside of the scene where there was a forced kiss, yeah. I think she did have a good chemistry with Roger Correct. Moore in here. Probably and the best I, we've seen with Roger Moore, honestly, outside of that scene that we've yep. seen with the Bond girl, other than Anya, who's just, Anya's just fire. And but. she had, like you said, a bunch of female ninjas, I guess. Yeah. You know, in, in these red Like jumpsuits. an army. And she had like yeah. an army of like ninjas. Yeah. Uh, but they weren't ninjas. I mean, my That's score like, wasn't as high as yours. They were but, ninjas, no. But I scored no, they, they were just like stormtroopers. <laughs> they, they looked ridiculous. They, they looked like, like Mr. Incredible. With the yeah, they did. Mr. Incredible with guns. Or Flash. Like I thought, yeah. or um, yeah. Flash Gordon. You watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, right? Yep. Of course. So, so, Trey, I agree with all your points. Having said that, I think they executed horrifically. I gave her a 4.5. I think they gave her all these wonderful tools, and they did shit with it. I, I think, think that's the a little low, Mike. I, I think the yeah. explanations of it were not good. I think the execution of it was not good. I don't think she was a good Bond girl. She had good chemistry with Roger Moore, and then they tried to stuff this back-end storyline that at some point in a previous error, he helped her dad kill himself and that her nickname from her dad was Octopussy, which is just utterly ridiculous. They gave all the tools for greatness and fucked it up. It was not well done at all to me. Poor Mike, I think you're Poor a little Pope. low on her, honestly. Um, I, it just did nothing for me. Listen, I, I don't think she's going to be in the conversation for an excellent Bond girl by any no. means. I, I think there are plenty, plenty of Bond girls that will follow ahead of her, but just off the top of my head, off of some of the Bond girls that we've already scored, I think she's better than Melina, Mary Goodnight, like Holly yep. Goodhead. Yep. I I'm think not, she's just a better character I agree. in, in Look, comparison to that. I mean, I know we're not scoring it that way. I'm scoring oh, it no, no. based yeah. on this Look, film. In, in the grand scheme, like because of like the things that she has and the, you know, and the tools that she has and the things that she does in the movie, she's going to rank higher in my overall Bond girl ranking. But as the Bond girl of this movie, I feel like they gave her all of the tools for excellence and just failed to execute them in every way possible. I don't I know. disagree. I, I disagree I did, as well. It did nothing with it. But I wasn't as high as Trey, but I wasn't as low as you, man. I gave it a six. Let's hear it, Soup. Did you I'm change at, your score already just now? I, I did not. <laughs> I was taking it in I'm at a 6.5. It bothered me that she was recast, but... I mean, look at this. Look at this girl in the background right here. This is a stormtrooper. Well, everybody else is like... She's just like Mr. Incredible. Like, this is but absurd. And everybody not Octopussy. Else well, well, we'll knock down on the supporting cast. But that's those not are Octopussy. Her, those are her <laughs> people. Those are her minions. That doesn't count. I mean, but, we, we haven't even talked about uh, Magda at all, either. If, but, if yeah, you want to include that, but... I, I, I put her in the score, her. but we haven't touched on it. I put I mean, her, it, I put her in supporting cast because the name, the name of the yeah. movie is Octopussy. It's yep. obvious that she is yeah. like the fucking Bond girl. I I also put in supporting cast. Yeah, but I didn't know if anyone had any points to make. If that was a Bond, I mean, I got a whole bunch of Magda points. I just don't know where you want to put them. Listen, and, we can, we can and, touch and, on and her just now. For, for everybody listening, let's be clear. I'm saying Magda points and not Maga points. This is not a political podcast. Like, yeah. Let's just make sure we get that fucking really clear. We, we can touch on her because there's a lot of supporting cast to get to, so we can. Talk Roger about Moore already touched on her, so we might as well. 
<laughs> he did have sexual relations with that woman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Under Octopus's orders. His, uh, what's his, uh, what's his bed count in this? The head, headboard count. Two. Headboard count. Deuce. Well, what about the girl in the very beginning of the movie? You got to nah, assume, right? They, he never made it to Miami, so we don't know. Miami, man. Yeah. It's, Ma- it's Magda and it's, uh, it's Octopus. I'll use yeah. my imagination my head th- and maybe off screen. Q might have a higher body count than uh, James Bond. <laughs> and I'm all for that. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> uh, should, we, should we just jump right in the supporting cast now that oh, we've I mean, we, I mean, we learned with right it Magda. for a little I mean, bit? So yeah, let's, I made sure, let's talk about Magda. I made sure to clip, I made sure to clip this. So the, the scene where they, where they get it on. Magda looks great. Roger Moore looks horrifically old. And this is quite possibly, pay attention to this, because this might be the most awkward kissing scene in a movie. She doesn't I, know what to do. I don't. I don't think she looks great. That's my personal opinion. Get some more. Don't I'm with you, Trey. We'll make yours a loving. Right she looks good. She looks real good right there. Not a good idea. She's trying to get him drunk. Hundred percent. Give my curiosity. Clearly a stick on tattoo. That's my little octopusy. Great quote. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, here, like there it is. Like there it is. Just, just drink this in, boys, because. This is this is painfully awkward. I'm kind of scared, if I'm going to be it's honest. Bad. I, it's bad. I do love the song playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think that's a lot on her. And yes. Uh, oh, I, 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 like, look, I think because part of the reason is that she realized that it was Roger Moore in his I, late no, 50s. No, I, I don't know. I think she just she's probably a terrible kisser. Yeah, Dude, I, I think we need kisser. to get Roger Moore on the podcast to ask, like, "Hey, how was that scene?" <laughs> uh, but no, I th- I think it looks like she is an awful kisser. Speaking of, so and here's the other one I from that same scene. I clipped this one too. It's the worst dub ever. I don't know how to say goodbye. Actions speak louder than words. You're so right. <laughs> <laughs> that looked like one of those dubbed over animes. Oh, it's yes. horrible. Yeah. Where like. You're so right. The jaw like, moves, like, and you're just like, yeah. and and then the the words come after. Yeah, you're so right, and like the mouth never actually moves as she's flipping backwards. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, but let's let's yeah. skip over guns, cars, gadgets for the for the time being, and go right into supporting cast and henchmen. I did like Magna's uh, moves where she uh, stole the egg, and she did that own stunt herself where she went off the balcony and spun around. She shot it twice, so that's. Good for her. Some power moves. Uh, she got the best to bond. So you got to give her credit for that. So where do you, uh, you want to start on the good guy side or you want to start on the bad guy side? I want to start on the good guy side. Because yeah, so, we have a, so we got a new M. We got a new M. And I thought M. he sucked. Terrible. Yes. To follow. And he it is a very tough act to follow. You're right, Sue. But he's so unpleasant, guys. He's like, I don't know how to – there's he's no chemistry. And grouchy. I think it's, he's yeah. Just, He's just so prickly is the the note that yeah. I wrote to myself. Yeah, and I I don't and I think there's just no chemistry between him and Moore because they're like the same age. I feel yeah. like him should be more like mm-hmm. a like a guardian figure like to Bond, a father, like a mother or father figure. And mm-hmm. they're like Bond may be older than this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, look, I like that we got the defense minister back. I thought he played an okay like intermediary in the last movie. I thought he was a little bit more even more so you know with decent chemistry with with more here but the new m is just n- n- not good at all new m is no. brutal i actually 
I thought but, Gogol was probably better in mm-hmm. this film than he had been in, in past films. I did like his interaction with Orlov. So I'll give yeah. him that. I'm putting him on the good guy's side here. Yeah. And um, I mean, like, you know, he's, he's looking for peace in this one, right? He's, he's the one talking about detente. He's the one talking about, uh, you know, nuclear proliferation. There we go. Couldn't get that one out. Um, that's, a, that's a $5 word on that yeah. one. I put the dollar in the jar. Talk about an ally of Bond. I thought BJ was weak. Mm-hmm. I hated him. Let's talk about Penelope Smallbone. You glance over the fact that there's now a, a deputy money penny in, in M. Yeah. You know, that, that Miss yeah. Moneypenny is, is, you know, Miss Moneypenny actually calls herself old in this movie. So they put a new money penny in who's just not she as is good. Old. She's, she's, she's good old. looking, but she, she does nothing, Miss Penelope Smallbone. Yeah, Bond, Bond gives money penny. Bond gives money penny like the one rose and gives the rest of the bouquet. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, it's, I like, it's, a, it's a bouquet. Whatever. Yeah. A, a bouquet is what you say in Texas. It's a bouquet. <laughs> all right. All right. So bouquet this is what we're going to do? <laughs> yeah. Listen, we'll, we'll, all right. I'll start calling out some uh, accents here. Yeah. Say coffee. <laughs> yeah, right. Dog. Anyway. Say, yeah, anyway. say water. Water. I'll have I'll have the gabagool. Yeah, um, I'll have the gabagool. Okay, go. Hey, back. listen, listen. Yeah. That was Money Penny's intern. You can't yeah. you can't fault the girl for trying to get in a career in uh, MI6, right? Right. Uh, Universal Exports, sir. Get it right. Universal yeah. Exports. Welcome to yeah. Universal Exports. Continuing on MI6, we're gonna talk about Q now or what? He's no, on. no, no. We're talking about Q. No, Let's, Q. Let's talk yeah, about Double Nine yes. first. Let's talk about Double Nine. Double no, we're, we're, still, we're not even at Double Nine yet. So, so we got VJ, but then we also have the. the but then we also have the director. What are we talking of, about? You want to skip over everyone that I'm bringing up? We skipped over <laughs> VJ already. Now I bring up Double Nine. You want to skip over him too? No, but, but like, so we're getting back to VJ, and we're getting back to the head of uh, of Station I. That guy okay. is the guy peddling the other uh, rickshaw. Like the guy who is the equivalent of M in India is peddling Bond's rickshaw. I, I okay. We're, I don't. That's I don't mind. Terrorist. I don't mind VJ guys. I don't. I, mind, I don't mind him either. I don't like. I don't hate him. I don't think he's like Kareem Bay level either. But he gives. He gives Got Bond <laughs> ten moves gives, in a row. He gives Bond like a rubdown. I mean, what what other like bro is gonna do that for you? And he, yeah, he, but the tennis racket scene and like it's terrible. And, and that look in the buggy scene where he like. And, the scene, the scene by the water where he just gets off is terrible. He just like he doesn't see it, it coming. Like he, they did no to, justice to his death. He's supposed all. to. Yeah. He's supposed to be like an agent, right? Like he's supposed to be knowledgeable. But like listen, he can't see any of these people. Can't see movement in the water. Can't see any of that, and just gets off real so like, he, like real quick. He can Another. play the James Bond theme on that recorder and make a snake <laughs> dance. Huh? Fuck him. And they said the actor was terrified of snakes in a. The reason about the whole tennis oh, racket thing was snake. he was like a famous tennis player in badger, India, badger, so badger, they badger. wanted him to have that tennis racket scene for some reason. But the death by Sawzall scene was terrifying. Second movie in a row, we had a gruesome death. The saw was a yo-yo with a blade on it. It was horrific. Like, it was wasn't terrible. Wasn't the actor a professional tennis player? Is that why they wanted him to have the tennis racket? Correct. His yeah. real name was Vijay Amarati. But yeah, was he points. was he that bad of an actor? He had to have his first name as the character's name. Dude, but that death would suck by the saw. Like the saw's ri- a ridiculous like oh. gadget or whatever you want to call it weapon. Dude, it's a yo-yo with a blade it, on it. it it's was ridiculous. Terrible. 
but ridiculous, it ridiculous but it's suck. painful like <laughs> just like the dog death in moonraker that's two pretty gruesome deaths in two movies yeah like, like the dog death was brutal the the yo-yo saw blade death was just absurd it was just absurd like like all it is is just like a blade getting dropped from 10 feet onto your face that's all it is that's gonna break your nose and it's gonna cut a cheekbone that's not gonna kill you just it's just not Sucks. Sucks for VJ. Let's yeah. let's shit on 009 now. <laughs> 009 is fucking Ooh. useless. How that guy became a double O agent is beyond me. He's Listen. fucking running in his clown costume <laughs> from two guys with throwing knives. What a way to Does die. he not carry his fucking water? Does he not carry a gun? Does I mean, not like, carry a gun? There's there's the death there's the death scene of Double and I right there right there I screen capped that the nose falls off and he's still got the balloon when you go over on your bid on the Price Is Right I feel like should be playing when he comes busting through the window right boom 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 yeah it's terrible correct me if I'm wrong the egg that he has is the is a fake one the whole time right yeah yeah I thought so. <laughs> So, so he has a fake egg. He's he's running through the wait, woods. Wait, 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 wait. He's wearing a. I thought yeah. that's how Bond got the real egg. No, he had the is fake the egg, egg and swapped it out at the. Uh, well, yeah, he, at the showing, he, right? He got the fake egg from the from embassy. 009. Yeah, and then he swapped the it out at the auction. And then he swapped it out. Okay, so yeah, so he had a fake egg. He had a fake egg. He's he's running through the woods in a clown outfit, which is silly. He's just he looks absolutely just an an idiot. He looks just as much as an idiot as Roger Moore does when he dressed up as a clown. Because it's the same costume. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> same exact costume. Yep. yep. He's so unathletic looking, like tripping and like through the woods, like out of breath. Like, what? You're, he's supposed you're to be a double O agent? You're almost under the impression that the 009 in the clown costume is the bad guy because he's so bad at like. So bad. He can't escape anything. And he tries to climb over like this obstacle, I guess, under a bridge. And he looks, it takes forever for him doing it. So, of course, the guy has like a throwing knife and was like, uh, this will be the easiest kill ever. And just throws him, throw a knife, kills him. Right in the spine. I mean, right in the spine. And like, he just floats away. Again, if he, if he doesn't want to carry his PPK, then carry the Beretta at least. Like, <laughs> exactly. Carry Where's something. His gun? Where's his any, gun? any gun. Any gun. James Bond always sleeps with the gun underneath his pillow. Where's this guy in his clown suit? His pillow? Yeah, James Bond sleeps with pillow. his pillow. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Trey. Right. We all have right. to pick on you right. for, for one episode. We haven't picked on you at all, so. God we have to pick on you for one episode, at least. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If, if it's about my accent and not about my takes. Your takes have been pretty accurate on this movie. I'll give you that. His takes right. stink. <laughs> they stink. But <laughs> it's Stromberg. But yeah. No, no, guys. 009, worthless. Oh, brutal. Brutal. Worthless. Now, can we talk about Q? Now we can talk about Q. And we'll, we'll round out the good guys with Q. Because, Listen, yes. Trey, take it away. You, no, no, no. Your boy, I'm, take it away. I'm going to let Soup take it away. He's got the background with Q and all the ladies. So, Soup, please. Not only is Q like on location we've seen him giving away cars and stuff but he's actually on a real mission like i we never got told why but uh he's fishing he's scouting he's helping bond with that awesome crocodile thing which we'll get to later in gadgets but <laughs> q was navigating that hot air balloon saved the day and at the end uh he got a harem of women all hugging him and kissing him so it was a really happy ending and more nice use of the harem 
soup. <laughs> Correct. Oh, hey, what does he say to him? I can't, like, off the top of my head, I don't remember what he says to, like, all, like, the women. He's like, maybe later, maybe later or something. Shout out to the harem. We love you. <laughs> I'll get to that in my quotes, but I even like it. He had a few in that hot, hot air you, balloon. And the hot, dude, and you touched it, the hot air balloon. He's driving the hot air balloon <laughs> with, like, this UK, like, flag on it. It's like, I trust you can use this. It runs on a lot of hot air. <laughs> and you know what's so funny is, like, he's on the mission. And Q's just fishing. Oh, that's it's called scout. First of all, Q takes that guy out with hot air. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, cut it out. We haven't time for that. Later, perhaps. I haven't time for that later. Uh, hey, he's dedicated to the mission. At least 11 of them. And I, I, I include the scene in my Guns, Cars, Gadgets, all the Q branch scenes, but the Q branch scene is also fire with Q. I agree. Having trouble uh, keeping it up? Listen, yep. Q, Q carried the supporting cast here. If it wasn't yep. for him, it would be a complete failure. Now, what do you think about, what do you think about the primary henchman, Gobinda? Gobinda, I felt I felt Gobinda fell short of his mark. I thought I thought they went for the strong and silent type that has worked so mm-hmm. many times in the past for him, but he just didn't do enough for me to yeah. really be an intimidating factor here. Right. I was I mean, more the most intimidating was, thing the guy did of, was crush a pair of dice. Yeah, I was more impressive. afraid of the twins than I was of Gobinda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought I thought the okay. the twins, the throwing knife twins, yep. uh, Mishka and Grishka, way more threatening. Than Gobindo yeah. would have been like the guy. I guess he's he's big. I'll give him that, but he didn't do anything in the film to really to scare anything except for like Mike said or Trey said, squeeze the dice and turn him into sand. Right. Yeah, and I wasn't a fan. Had like they kind of built on like a negative Indian stereotype. But back to Mishka and Grishka, I think they were a great duo and they were a great element of the film. Yeah, and they had like a shtick, right? Like, they're th- throwing knives, and, like, they had, like, their own little show, which I I think they're deadlier than what we saw. What was the other duo, Mr. Went and Mr. Kid? Yep. I, I, don't know, I like them better than those two guys. And you I, also had you had the good the interaction between Bond and one of the twins where he was yes. like, oh, this is for Grishka or Mishka. I don't, I don't yes. remember who died first, but. I don't either. It was like, all right. And then he, <laughs> he dodges it, and he's like, well, that's for 009, and throws the knife back at him. Yeah. You know, like it's it's a good interaction. I yep. like that scene. Yep, that's right a good and that's a good kill for Bond. I have a very low kill score. That's that's one yeah. of the good kills but, that he has for him. But, but when uh, we're talking, we're talking main henchman here, yep. Gobinda. He's he can't he just fell short, man. He he fell flat on his face, and Mishka and Grishka stole the show. I think for the henchman. Yeah, Was that a joke? Because he fell off an, of an airplane and fell right on his face, or did you oh. just say that? Well, we do we know that he fell on his face? We don't. We he just fell from the airplane, but I don't know. we'll get to that. We'll get to I, that. I um, think he's just very forgettable, guys. Like listen, I, I think a Bond henchman, Gobinda comes nowhere near. No, Bond henchman that I think about, like was nowhere he, near. Was he ever in a video game? No. It's like it's Gobinda. It's Gobinda and Dave Batista, and that's basically everybody else. In the I would even put Dave Batista higher than him, honestly. Yeah, but like, at least Dave Batista has a a cool chase scene and like yeah. a little mm-hmm. shtick with it with the fingernails and whatnot but we'll, you mean, I mean, go, we'll get you to mean that in the back of the uh in the back of the rickshaw with the elephant gun is not a not a cool chase scene 
no, it's not. (laughs) But listen, guys, I, like I said, I usually start off at a five and I'll go low or high depending on where it takes me in the film. I went low and the only reason it came back up was because Q is so dominant. I'm back at an even five. It, it, it tanked and Q brought it back up. So for me, I'm a five supporting cast. Yeah, I'm at 5.5. This is where we're quite different. I was at an 8.5. I loved what they did with Q. Good guys I liked. Bad guys, not so much. But the random circus folk, the twins, 8.5. Yeah, we don't see Q like this. Magda's in this conversation. Magda, man, we don't see Q like this in another movie. No, no. it it seems to be mostly positive positive reviews about him, and I don't know why they never went forward with him seeing more screen time. We certainly could use him in the next one, that's for sure. I was a five point five on this one. Q carried it. I liked BJ a little bit more than you guys, uh, at least than you did. I know Trey, you were with me on this one, but yeah, Soup, you're in the stratosphere on this. It's just Notoriously low yeah. score in this episode, huh, Soup? <laughs> hey, I'm afraid to change my scores, guys. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like we got to him. Guys, we got to him. getting bullied into keeping his ridiculous original <laughs> scores. Thank God. At least the original scores will have some merit. Soup probably gave his song a nine, too. Soup, I want you to keep changing them, honestly. I love the live changes, honestly. You do you, I, baby. I don't think I would have changed it, to be completely honest. Don't do it. Don't change it. Guys, we got we to gotta go back to Guns, Cars, Gadgets now. Let's do we, it. We jumped from, from Bond Girl, Supporting Cast, and Henchman. We got to get, get on the Guns, Cars, Gadgets. While we're on it, I cue on location with all his shit. Yeah, man. Let's Q talk carried about- over his dominant performance into his dominant Q branch yep. expertise here. The, the, the gator disguise. The hot air balloon. Well, let's, 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 get to, let's get to the most important thing here. The Casio Q. watch? Q was... 50 or 40 years ahead of his time with the liquid crystal television. Q invented the LED. He invented the plasma. Like, LED. come on, he did, guys. He did, he did invent he the plasma. 40 years TV. ahead of his time there. Uh-huh. Listen, the, um, every, it, like, all the subtle stuff here worked. The pen with the, the melting of the metal was phenomenal. Yep. Just like putting that into the cap. The, even the, the, like, the homing device on, on the watch. Phenomenal. Like, it's, it's the subtle I mean, points go, there that, go that did back so to the much very, for the film. Go further back to the very beginning, right? Bond has inside-out jackets that go from peasant to uniform with, you know, with badges and, and hat in the very, very beginning. I mean, the eye branch station has that paper wall that constantly changes for the, for the quick getaway. I mean, you know, there's some great gadgets in this movie. The be- the best one, my favorite, is the submarine crocodile or gator, whatever you want to call it. That's yeah, my favorite the alligator, one. The alligator submarine? That's alligator awesome. submarine, man. Individual submarine, dressed as a gator, and you can do whatever you want at that point. You can, you can get anywhere. Effective. It looks so real. So effective. While it looks silly, it was so effective. Yep. And Bond's first digital watch. It was cool. The watch, yeah. watch was a, yeah. a big, a big plot point there. Heck yeah! Falling around those Easter eggs, right, Trey? Hey, uh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I, guys, I was pretty high on this. I gave it seven point six. I was, I was six point five. I wasn't as high as you, Trey, but I, I was still, I was still impressed with the guns, cars, gadgets here. Um, I could have used a, a good car scene in this, to be honest. Yeah, I was missing out a little bit on that. The rickshaw 
didn't do it for me. It didn't have, you know, all the gadgets that the cars usually come with. So but, he, he had a plane. Yeah, you, you he had a plane. The police, the police chase plane. didn't do it for you? No, I mean, we, we, we'll talk we about that in the chase car. fight scenes. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just talking strictly gadgets in the cars. Like the rickshaw didn't come fully equipped with anything, you know. Hey, yeah, I'm with you. I was a 7.0 here. 6.5. Love it. All right. Song opening credits. Oh, it is a great song for the absolute record. Okay, so let, then, now's then you time can start us. Uh, okay. Defend your position, Sue, because I'm coming so, at you. So this, this, li- this little airplane has been in a few categories. What I don't get is it immediately runs out of fuel after like 65 seconds flying. Very off-brand of Q Branch. I give him an empty gas tank. I like how it came out of the horse's ass. The clown scene with 009 should have been in the opening. Agreed. Agreed. I like the song. I th- thought it fit the movie. I thought uh, Rita Coolidge did a wonderful job singing it. I'm at a 7.0 overall for this category. I'm going to be kind of brutal on this song, guys. I, I like it. I don't love it. I like the beginning of it with the saxophone. I think it's hilarious. And I think at the end where like, that song fires up while Bond's like, getting it on is hilarious. I'm just not crazy about it. I probably have that song... I think I did, I did a song rankings. It's probably around like 18, 19 out of the 24 that we got. I, I, I think we could have had someone better. I think we could have had like Gladys Knight in this or something. Trey, I agree. I think the, the song came up a little short for me. I don't think it was the right selection for this film. Correct. I, I also have it low on my overall Bond rankings. I thought the opening scene was decent. Yeah. I thought it was a good, good opening sequence, but it had absolutely nothing to do with the film. Nothing. It could have been cut entirely and – uh, it would have no effect. I, I agree with Soup that the chase scene with the, the two twins and 009 could have been a good opening sequence that might have been, made a little bit more sense. But can we talk about the credits for a little bit? Before we even get into that, like, go, go back to the opening sequence, right? So I, I have lots of questions. I have lots of questions. So <laughs> Are we sure, are we sure we're picking on me this episode? <laughs> I think Mike just wants to change the conversation all the time. He never, he never yeah, wants to hear much. what I have to say. He just wants to change it. Yeah. Come <laughs> well, on, you're moving on to step two before I even get a chance to talk. So fuck you. Well, I'm, I'm just saying my piece, hey. and then you can talk about your piece. It's Children's fine. show. Yeah. yeah, but like, so Bond's on the back. So Bond gets captured, and he's on the back of this pickup. What are these guys doing wearing parachutes? Like these guys aren't parachutes. What are they doing in the back of the truck wearing parachutes? And then whoever this woman is, I don't know if she's an MI6 affiliate. I don't know if she's just a, a floozy of Bond. But she knows what she's her... doing, though. She got a great oh, distraction. Look, she, she great distraction. And then Bond says he's going to go see her in Miami, and then she's never a part of the movie ever again. Benito Amiami. And then look, and then if you actually watch it on the on the Amazon, like the Amazon version, when you scroll over, it tells you like the characters' names. And then, like, when Roger Moore, like, says that he'll see her in Miami, he just says a completely different name than what her listed name is. So either Roger Moore is so old and going old senile. Balls. <laughs> old balls. is going senile. He, like, calls her, like, Carlita, and, like, Amazon lists her name as Bianca. Like, it's not even close. Hey, to come to, come to Roger Moore's defense, I've done it. Like, I've called a girl <laughs> by wrong name. It, Trey. Like, <laughs> it happens. And sometimes you can get away with it. <laughs> Sometimes. We digress. We digress. <laughs> yeah, but when you're 55 years old, I'm going I'm to ask whether or not you've gone senile or not. Listen, Mike, those, those are good points. Look, and then, we get, and then we get laser lights on boobs. And dude, you can definitely you... see nipple here. D- dude. Like, Correct. Like, maybe, maybe in 1983, this was groundbreaking 
the the laser Roger Moore and the laser 007 and the laser PPK on a on a woman's body curves. It doesn't age well. Like like Doctor No, the lights that ages just fine. These weird laser lights just don't don't do it at all. They do not age well. As the shadows are going around, I mean, are they figure skating? I know, I know they have the circus. They, they, have, like, they have to be figure skating. It looks like figure skating, and I'm like, that has it's nothing to do with this film at all. I think they're acrobats. They're like trapeze artists, right? Yeah, but it would be, it would make a lot more sense if it was an actual like a trapeze like mm-hmm. catch and spin. But like the way he's spinning and carrying her, they've exactly. Gotta be, they've got like it's, it's just, weird. Yeah, those are figure skaters, and yeah, there's no figure, figure skating skate. happening in the film. It, like, yeah. I don't know. I I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of the opening credits. I thought I thought the opening scene was good. Don't love the song. I scored it a six. I think I gave it, I yeah, five point nine. So I'm right with there with you, DJ. How? But looking at the opening credits and given the names Octopussy, how is this like a G-rated or PG-rated PG. movie? It's insane for 1983. <laughs> yeah. And how, how do you not incorporate a little bit of like, or at least a little bit more of Octopus in the opening credits? Yeah, true. No underwater, no missed opportunity. I mean, there's a missed opportunity for, for that. franchise that loves underwater shit. Like, Look, I, and this whole movie was a, was, a, was, a, was, a, was a missed opportunity, okay? It would have been cool to see like an octopus like we see in the opening of like Spectre. Soup. For score, I had a... 7.0. Mr. Low score this episode. Mr. Low score again. Notoriously low score. <laughs> yeah. Mike? Has any point? 5 0. 5 I was 6 0 and Trey was 5 9. 5.9. Correct. All right. We got Where chase we and fight, right? Chase and fight scenes, yeah. Guys, I'm not crazy about the chase and fight scenes. Uh, we not touched much on. Here. Yeah, we touched on the 009 earlier. That chase on foot scene was terrible. I like the train fight with uh, Bond and like uh, Gobinda and one of the twins on there. They they all got in the fight. I think actually this is where Gobinda should have died on this scene here. That the train fight scene. I agree. I think his death. We'll talk about it later. Correct. Do him justice, even though he wasn't a great henchman. But the the train fight scene would have been better. Correct. And the little chase scene in uh, in India where he's like. BJ's driving him in that cart or whatever you want to call or it. The rickshaw. Yeah. yeah, the rickshaw. Um, and that's just a comical scene. I, I wasn't really too high on that either. With like, I did laugh when like the people were like going back and forth and watching, kind of like the pigeon. I think it. I think it gave you a little bit more of an insight into India. Like, yeah, they're trying. They're trying to really like hammer home the point, even though it could be totally racist. And they're just like everyone in India on the street is laying on a bed of nails or like sword swallowing or like, I mean, I know it, I know it it was all like the octopusy circus folk, but it was also like the India chase. Did you happen to catch when they, uh, when the guy gets off the bed of nails since you mentioned it, how like horrifically fake it is when he throws them on it? No, I didn't catch it. Oh dude, dude, it's rough. Regardless of that's still a cold blooded kill though. Throws him on a bed of nails. That would suck. Yeah. Oh yeah. So when, how when you dull see the, does that sword have to be that the guy is swallowing? For like, sure. 
when you yeah. see, when you see this scene, just look at like the bed of nails. Oh, 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 rubber. The rubber. It's so rubber bad. nails. Yeah, but like literally bent like underneath them. It was it was rough. Yeah, listen, like that that chase scene sucked. Sorry, mm-hmm. I, I I wasn't a fan. You, you got some good quotes out of it, but the overall fight scene there when they're where they're running through India, you're. I don't know. Like, I think it was a little, a little racist in my opinion. I, yeah. I, would, I wasn't, I wasn't on board for all the, uh, the street performers. I would say. Sure, I, I gave you know, it five. Even the yellow stuff. I, was I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're considering this stupid, but I guess let's just get to it. You would think I mean, he would want to make his way through the jungle and as silent as possible so no one knew where he was. Meanwhile, he's screaming that, like fucking And don't Tarzan. forget that after he lands, he has, a, he has to burn a leech off of his nipple with a, a lighter. Yep. Yeah. Which is, that's pretty legit. I thought it was pretty legit that you like burn that off. Yeah. Guys, outside of that, the India chasing, you know, I, I was pretty low on that. The uh, the storming of the the palace with uh, the octopusy circus was pretty good in my opinion. Sure, it was redeeming. Uh, what did you score it? You I scored scored it? I scored a four point five. So yeah. I was I was low. You know, it's it's below middle for me. But I do think there were some redeeming scenes towards the end there. Yeah, I'm with you. I gotta give it five. Five point oh. Four point five. Nice. That's wrapped up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we there wasn't a whole lot to talk about there. We we discussed a little bit and moved on, and everyone was kind of in the same area. Uh, quotes, quotes. Let's get on the quotes. One redeeming quality of this film. Some more Q stuff. Oh, Toro sounds like a little bull to me. Yeah. <laughs> we could just throw on the Q uh, Q branch scene, and that's like it, man. Q branch was good, but. <laughs> The scene where, where Q and VJ are talking about 007 being on the Octopussy Island, and he's like, oh, 007 yes. on an island with women. We won't see him till dawn. Yes, that's my favorite. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, I, thought, I thought the quotes in this film were good. I gave it a 7.5. I, um, I mean, I know you showed the clip already about that's my little octopussy. That was a good one. Uh, yeah. I mean, we talked about Q you know, flying the hot air balloon saying you know oh it runs on hot air that you should have no problem um yes and then and then the uh the problem's keeping it up q in the the q branch scene like yes obviously a slight on uh on his manhood was, and his even, uh, or even when he gets stabbed in the chest in the um in the little rickshaw chase scene where he gets he's like oh thank god for hard currency yeah <laughs> and that was not too bad i was, I, uh, I was high on the quotes here i was i was 7.5 i enjoyed them i found myself laughing at a few of them True. I gave it a 6.9. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We heard like, we heard them all already. Honestly, like we had two clips with the two of my favorites already on it. Yep. My little octopusy. Oh, there's another, there's another uh, scene, which it it doesn't age well. I still laughed at it where he's in Q branch and he's just zooming on that like lady's cleavage. 
Oh yeah, so yes, terrible. Yes, yes. But like, but the yes. end scene, like, like all the cameras in the background of this girl's like cleavage, like and it's, yes. it's yes. so bad. It's yeah. it's so funny though. I loved it. It's I love so that. good. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. It, do, it does not age well. And it doesn't. But I still laughed. I mean, I'm trying oh, to look the, at it through a different lens. It's still yeah. funny though. The other one I did like too was um, when Kamal Khan actually delivered the line to Bond. When Bond won all the money, he's like, "Yeah, spend it quickly because you're gonna be dead, basically." Yeah. So, uh, I like cool. that line too. Even the one to with Magner and Bond in bed, it's like, "I need a refilling," and he just does a creepy grandpa. Mm, does not age well. <laughs> Needs a refill. Yeah. Classic. That's just classic old balls. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I was a six point oh on this one. I had it low originally. Um, I don't know if you had seen that I had changed my score earlier, D, but I was just a 6.0 on this earlier. You're at a 6.0 now? Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, let's talk about how terrible these deaths are. Wrap it up. Conclusions and deaths. Listen, <laughs> Gobinda dies by getting slapped by an antenna. Trey, before we get into the, the deaths, let's just let's oh, talk okay. about you're, – you're, about about, you're micing me. You're micing yeah, me right now. I'm, you're I'm changing the you. combo. Like, you're, you're jumping. You're jumping <laughs> the gun here. Listen, Bond that's a henchman not, death. It's a henchman death, but Bond has yet to um, get to the bomb at this point. You know. Okay. But okay. We're this we is, we're get going there for first. the long conclusion. Got he it. had a, the long conclusion. Bond, Bond has enough time to go into the trailer, put on full clown makeup, and then escape the trailer and go on and and eliminate the threat of the nuclear bomb. He puts on full clown makeup. Let me go, damn it, there's a bomb in there! Badass moment by Alfred Casey. Look at me, even like Magdal. Magdal's great when she comes in with this little circus hat on and just standing in the background. Quiet, everyone! Quiet! Nobody's got a, like, a teary set clown. Think about how much time he would have had if he didn't have to sit there and paint his face. He's like, seriously, oh, the teardrop, the teardrop wasn't good enough. Let me redo that. I'm, I'm going to go and repaint. I mean, that. he's he's pulling, he's putting full sting makeup on before he's coming he, out of here for his performance. He, he, by the time he gets to it, there's five seconds left on the clock, right? Like he's he's really under the gun here. Think about all that time could have been saved. I mean, obviously he wouldn't have got into the the whole scene in general, but find uh, a mask. It's it's hard to take that scene serious, like this counting down this bomb that's about to explode, and all these people. Where's the mass hysteria of all these people in this circus, where a bomb is about to go off? No one's trying to get out. Like it's, they're it's all right, just like, they're all right patiently here. just kind of watching. There's a bomb yeah. in the lasagna. A bomb in the lasagna. Great Scott. Wow. You didn't think there was going to be a Doug reference in tonight's episode, did you? Absolutely. Love it. Wow. I um, think those odds are 20,000 to 1. But, Trey, I'm, I'm sorry for stepping on you. You can, go, you can go back to your plane scene now. But we had to talk about the bomb scene. He has to take the wig off to show the old shitty hair, but they kept the face mask on. Yeah. Awful. Can't, can't take off that paint, man. You need, to let, you need to let me go. There's a bomb. Well, we we can continue with the conclusion because um, I like, I do like how there's like a fight between like 
Khan's men and all these like acrobatic like women, like Octopussy's like army of women that's coming. They're just like there's just a massive fight at Khan's place. I do like that. Yeah. It just goes downhill from there. And when yep. I say goes downhill from there, you have like this airplane fight and Khan gets slapped in the face with an antenna by Bond and he just like, no, oh, that's it. I'm just going to let go. What a terrible way to go. Uh, just like, <laughs> I'm just going to let go. I'm, I'm just going to die. He just gets whipped in the face with this antenna and he lets go and falls to his death. Terrible. And this is where like, I say in the train fight scene, it would have been better suited if he just would have died there. I agree with that, Trey. I definitely agree. The whole issue is 57-year-old Roger Moore jumping onto an airplane that's about to take off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And hanging he's, off the side of it. He's like 53 or 54 here. We, have, we haven't hit view to a kill yet, my friend. He goes from pure nosedive to being perfectly flat that Bond and, Bond and Octopussy can get out of the plane to then ends up in a pure nosedive where he explodes. Yep. It's going off a cliff. Like, put this thing operates like a big glider. Like, it should just go. How does it just fall out of the sky? It's not possible. I, I refuse to believe it. Yeah, yeah. Khan's death sucked. That's what, in my notes. I said Khan forgets how to drive a plane. Die falls to his death. Forgettable. <laughs> um, there's there's one other death that we haven't mentioned that was also pretty shitty. Orlov just running after the train yes. and gets shot. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But was that Orlov that got shot or he got away? No, he got shot. Then he's like, I'll be a hero in the Soviet Union yep. or something. Yep, he gets that, shot. That's a pretty good death in the car scene. We forgot where the ties were. I thought it was a shitty out. death. That's a shitty way for Orlov to die. Now you're running over the border yeah. and getting shot? No, the guy, with the, uh, the guy with the yo-yo saw gets tackled out the window with Bond. He gets eaten by an alligator. Now, what I don't know is, is that the alligator or is that the alligator underwater suit? Because... That guy disappears, and then Bond appears on the other side. So I was very confused by that one. Yeah, I don't know. There's another kill that Bond makes. He just, like, shoots, like, this Russian in between the eyes, like, right when Orloff gets away. He just, like, point blank just shoots this guy right in between the eyes. I thought that was the most cold-blooded kill I've seen Roger Moore do. On the – yeah, in the train car. Yes. I remember, like, as a kid, like, we paused it on our VHS tapes and we're like, oh, (laughs) He's he, he's got a hole in his head. Yeah, man. That was uh, that was pretty much like. It. By the way, sorry, sorry to totally cut you off, but I just totally looked at this. The guy with the uh, the blade is listed on IMDb as thug with yo-yo. Whoops. I don't like that term, thug. That's kind of insensitive. He's listed as thug with yo-yo. I like how they call it a yo-yo for sure. I also I also like that the. Uh, the other guy in MI6, and we totally didn't talk about him. His name is Smithers. There's a <laughs> Smithers in this movie. There's a lot of like supporting cast in this movie. Honestly, there's like yeah. a lot of like cast of characters. Um, but what did y'all? What did y'all score? I was low. Like, I I hated the clowning around. I liked the gypsy or harem of women take over, and the plane scene sucked. Yeah. Three point I agree. I'm with you. I gave it a four. I gave it a four as well. I'm yeah. right there. I'm at a 3.5. So we're all kind of in the same ballpark for conclusion. You want to uh, take us home with some total scores, Dave? Yeah. I'll start with our notoriously low scorer, John Supel, for this episode. Um, Soup, I got yet plot with a five. Bond performance at four. Bond villain, 1.5. 
Bond Girl, 6.5. Guns, Cars, Gadgets, 6.5. Song opening sequence is 7. Supporting cast, 8.5. Chase fight scene, a 5. Quotes, a 6. Conclusions, death, 3. Correct. So that's a 53 for you, my friend. It's low for me. I'm higher. Uh, we've got two scores that are lower than that, so I'll go, I'll go over to Trey, who's the high, high point in this one. Trey, I got plot 6.5, Bond performance 6.5, Bond villain a three, Bond girl eight. I got a two. I got Bond villain a two. Oh, you lowered it. All right. Yeah. Two. Maybe, yeah, two. Okay. Bond girl 8.1, Guns, Cars, Gadgets 7.6. Yes. Song opening sequence 5.9, supporting cast 5.5, Chase fight scenes a five. Quotes a six point nine and conclusions and deaths a four. Yes. So that's a fifty-eight total for you. Correct. Um, after that was myself. I had a plot at a six point five, Bond performance at a four, Bond villain at a three, Bond girl a six, Guns Cars Gadgets six point five, song opening sequence a six, supporting cast a five, chase fight scene a four point five. Quotes is 7.5 and conclusions and deaths at a 3.5. So I was 52.5 total. And our low score for the night, Mike at a 6 for plot, Bond performance 4.5, Bond villain a 3, Bond girl a 4.5, Guns, Cars, Gadgets a 7. Song seven opening. on the Guns, Cars, Gadgets, get it right. What was that? 007, 007. on Guns, Cars, Gadgets, get it right. Got it. Song opening sequence of 5. Supporting cast, 5.5. Chase fight scene, a 4.5. Quotes, a 6. And conclusions, death, a 4. So I added you a 50 total. So what do we think, fellas? Where, uh, where does this stack up in the, uh, the realm for everything? Not so well. We all seem to be within, I think, I, I heard Mike 50, Trey 54. Hey. We're all within five, six points, whatever. Yeah, guys, I the scored a little higher for me than what I actually enjoy the movie, to be quite honest. I like Octopussy in it. Um, I like the gadgets. Um, and I like the quotes in it. So that's why all those scored relatively high. Um, there's just not much else in it, it could, to be positive be about. Yeah. There was a worse Bond movie released that same year, so Never Say Never came out. So it had a low act to follow. Yeah, and you got to have some good lines in a movie called Octopussy. Like, you got to be – got to be able to laugh at it. In comparison to uh, some of the other films that we've scored, Octopussy comes in equal to Moonraker for me in score, 52.5. Um, I put it was, in the same realm in my rankings too, between that and Moonraker. Yeah. I actually – both of them scored higher than For Your Eyes Only, and I enjoy For Your Eyes Only better than this film. I agree. But I think this I is a, I think this is um this is basement score for me. I yeah, have to double check, Mike. So. That, that's pretty low for you. Yeah, I don't think a, we had anybody go in the forties yet. No, this is a basement score for me. My lowest score has been a fifty-one, and that was For Your Eyes Only. And again, like that just scored poorly for me, and I actually don't hate that film. I can watch that. You know, probably more times than Octopussy or Moonraker. Yeah, I think today it's this and You Only Live Twice are my two lowest, and this is significantly lower than that one. You know, it's tough. So it's, it's honestly, it's, 
not even the first 10 movies I would pick out of a, of a list of Bond movies to even watch on any given day. But you know what? I don't know if I can guarantee that it's going to be in my bottom five. I would Score-wise or personal favorite-wise. I, I, can't, I can't guarantee it. I, may, I mean, I might flirt with my bottom five, but I, I can't guarantee it'll be in there. I, I think can. score. I think this will be there. Wise, it probably won't flirt with the bottom five, but I think ranking wise, it will. This is basement for me. This is bottom of the barrel. And uh, and they saw it coming during pre-production. It was reported that they thought this movie would be a bomb. And at one point, they wanted to bring back Sean Connery to play a villain, not as James Bond, but just have him in as an unrelated villain, which would have been disaster. Making a worse movie worse. You got to remember, we still have some Brosnan films, and we still got a view to a kill in here. So if we're talking bottom five overall, remember what we're dealing with. View to a kill and die another day will probably fall a little lower than this, but this is, this is down there, my friend. This is down there. I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just, I'm just saying that I can't lock it in for sure. I'm saying it'll, it'll be flirting with it, but I can't lock it in for sure. It's a good like clip movie. Like there's a, like some good mm-hmm. clips out of this movie. Yeah. You mean like uh, another John Glenn uh, classic pigeon scene? Yeah. Like if you yeah. want like a good laugh, like hey, check out this clip from a Bond the, movie. The double taking camel during this movie. Yeah, it's terrible. Yep. <laughs> um, any last words for uh, Octopussy before Mike finds a clip to bring us home? Uh, it was the last movie where it says James Bond will appear in. A View to a Kill, for example, at the end of the credits. That was something I liked about the early Bond movies, but with the direction the franchise is going nowadays, with three, four, five years between movies, they can't commit to a name. I understand why they ceased that. Yeah, I hate that. Now that you brought that to my attention, I don't think I noticed that in the Craig films, how like you don't see that anymore. Oh, anymore. It, it stopped at this was the last movie who did that. Yeah, and it didn't bring a, that back. It did leave a lasting... Uh, impact on Roger Moore because he became a chairman of some like Fabergé egg committee after this movie was <laughs> Easter released. Eggs. Easter egg soup. Easter egg soup. Get with it. All right. We already decided. We're, we're a little bit more sophisticated than this outside of Texas. Spell oh. Fabergé. You, you want me That's to do what it? I thought. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Okay. Uh, F-A-B-R-E-G-E. R-E-G-E. Yeah. Am I right? Wrong. F-A-B-E-R-G-E. Ah, the R and the E. One is reportedly worth $33 million for the fun fact of the night. I can't afford it. <laughs> yeah. Unless, unless this podcast blows up and then maybe. Listen, if there's anybody, like Mike said, if there's anyone listening at this point to this movie, God bless them. Yeah. <laughs> thank thank, thank you. you. We'll, we'll, we'll like, pay you going forward. <laughs> we love you. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're out of our misery. Oh, such a bad guy. <laughs>